Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. How are all you? One. Um. Good afternoon, everyone. Y'all come on in. Now come on in, we got two minutes before I get started. Two minutes. Two minutes. 
Y'all come on in. All right. We at our, this is where we are. Okay. Hey, Sister Gwen. Hey, Sister Gwen. Okay, we're ready. All right, so we are on week one, day four of um, when I do turns into I don't, the vows of the vows, uh, marriage workshop. Your scale is unbalanced. And I know sometimes that um, a lot of us are married and we're content and where we are, where a lot of us are married and we don't think it takes all of that or we're married and we feel like our wife is not gonna change, our husband is not gonna change, so why bother? Um, another area of why we won't go into the resources and pick out what we need or do what we need to do to fix some things because it becomes a struggle. And when it becomes a struggle, we feel like why continue to waste our time? But because I myself um, don't just focus in on what other people have going on, I want to be able to encourage those who have a desire to want more, to, to be better, to do better. And if there is something that I may say that's going to help them, I want them to know that it comes from God and not from me. But God, but God uses me to give to them what's from him. Amen. And so that's why I do what I do. I do what I do because I was in a place of not knowing. I was in a place of not growing. I was in a place of not doing. I was in a place 
feeling like I didn't need it. it what's the point? Nothing is going to change. He's going to be him. I'm going to be me. And we're good in that area. But at the end of the day, it, it will become toxic. It will become horrible. It will become worse. It will bring a breakdown. It will shut down. And then when you realize that there are some things that you need to do better or there are some things that now that you want, they're no longer in that place. They might have been in that place of searching for a counselor or searching for a coach or searching for therapy or searching to find a counselor. And during that time, they have been praying and seeking God and seeking godly wisdom and seeking healing and deliverance and, and just seeking some form of peace. And then when you finally get to that place, they're just like, dude, I'm out. Because, you know, I spent 10 years trying to hold on. And now I feel like I'm at a place in my life to where I'm good. I'm content. I don't want to go back. I don't want to work on it. I don't want to fix it. I don't want to do anything concerning it. I'm, I'm no longer in love with you because now I'm tired. I'm over it. I'm stressed out. It has taken me into places that I didn't want to be in. Now, when I wasn't doing drugs, now I am doing drugs because I thought doing drugs was going to keep you. And now I'm, I've never drank, but now I'm drinking because you wouldn't stop drinking. So I felt like if I drink with you, that it would keep you at home and it didn't. So now here I am drinking and smoking and partying and doing things that I know that's not a part of my character because I'm trying to hold on to you. Now I'm losing myself in you and I've lost myself in you because you wouldn't come and just get the help that we needed. And so now that you're there and now that you're there and now that you didn't got saved, sanctified, delivered, set free, restored, healed. And now I'm broken. Now you're where I desired for you to be where I'm at. And now I'm at where you're at and you're at where I'm at. And now I'm just no longer in that place. And now we're more, more worse off than where we were in the beginning. Because we have to understand that when we are a husband or when we are a wife, we have to make those decisions that are based for the both of us and not being selfish and do what we want to do concerning our flesh because we want to keep you and we're not giving you over into the Lord. And we're losing our voice in you. We're losing ourself in you. We're losing our place in you. We're losing our condition because of you. We're losing our character because of you. I'm no longer, I no longer have integrity. I'm no longer the righteous. I'm no longer holy. I no longer have that relationship with the Lord because I've given up everything and made these sacrifices to be where you are instead of me trusting God and leaning on him and believing in him when I had a relationship in the beginning with the Lord, but because I felt like you did it and I needed to be where you are instead of being where we are in God, I gave up. I threw in the towel. I let go. And in the midst of that, now we're both unhealthy. Now we're both toxic. So what do we do when we're wanting so much, but at the end of the day, you, you're, you're saying it, I did it. I did it because of him. I did it because of her. I wouldn't go because of her. I wouldn't go because of him. I gave up because he wouldn't try. Well, I tried and he wouldn't. And, and all it does is you're unbalanced. Your scale is unbalanced. Our marriage is unbalanced. Our mind is unbalanced. Our relationship is unbalanced. So either you're unbalanced by yourself 
or you're unbalanced together. And so as I begin to study this, you know, on you know, studies, hey, Evangelist Cynthia, when I begin to study this and see, hey, Pastor Wilton, when I begin to study this and I begin to see it in the in the viewpoint of where God wanted me to see it and where God wanted me to view it and where God wanted me to perceive it, I've lost me. And I've lost me so much. Now I'm trying to get me back. And now I ain't even caring about what you got going on. I don't even care where you are. I'm just trying to stay alive. That's Isn't that the mentality that some of us have? And then we find ourselves fighting. And then we, we, we give up in the fight. So we get what? We get tired. We get weary. We get frustrated. We get angry. We get violent. We get vicious. We get horrible. Because instead of us seeking the right people, we seek the wrong people and find ourselves in the wrong places. Because a lot of times you're going to hear, girl, if that was me, I wouldn't do that. Dude, why are you hanging on to her and she doing this and the other? We listen to the wrong people. We do. We listen to the wrong people because we've lost ourselves. We've lost our voice. And now we're just hanging on the balance of trying to survive and i told a group of women on yesterday i believe it was yesterday or the day before yesterday i said the thing about it is this we're already close to the edge trying not to lose our head but what they need is when they're at the when they're at the end when they're at the edge we need to pull them back off the ledge when they are at the edge we need to pull them off the ledge so instead of trying to push them over the edge we need to be trying to bring them from the ledge, hear what I'm saying? Instead of pushing them farther onto the edge, we need to bring them away from the ledge. Why? Because marriage, marriages is what you make it. You can have a healthy marriage or you can have an unbalanced marriage. You can have a healthy marriage or you can have a horrible marriage. You can have a healthy marriage or you can have a toxic marriage. You have to ask yourself, what do you want? Question, what do you want? Yes, it's, we listen to the wrong people and we do. You, when, when, when I counsel people and I listen to them while they're venting and they're expressing, I never say, well, if this was me, this is what I do. No, I ask them, what do you want? Because whatever you want, that's what we're going to pray for. What do you want to do? Because whatever you want to do, that's what we're going to pray for. If you want to stay, then let's work through it. If you want to let go, then let's work through it. Because either way, you need a healing. You need to be restored. You need to be healed because if you take everything from that relationship that was bad, that was worse, that was horrible, that was unbalanced, and you don't get you together, guess what? Then that next relationship, that next marriage, that next man or that next wife, they're going to suffer. And they're going to suffer from your hand. They're going to suffer from your thoughts. They're going to suffer from your ways because while they're trying to help and you're looking for them to heal you, they can't heal you. 
they can't deliver you they can't free you and so we look for help in the wrong people we look for deliverance in the wrong people especially if they just came out of a toxic marriage so if you came out of a toxic marriage and they came out of a toxic marriage guess what if you have not received help y'all gonna be toxic together that's the truth that's the truth so and i'm gonna for those who are tuning in for the first time you know in your leisure time go back and watch the replay you know go back and take the notes go back and write down the scripture this is a workshop work the shop when you take your car hallelujah when you take your car into the shop those workers are fixing your car they're working on your car they are working on the issue that has brought your car in to be fixed so this social marriage workshop because something in your marriage need to be fixed something in you need to be fixed something in them need to be fixed but if you have a perfect marriage and y'all are good and y'all are in that place go help someone else go help someone else to, to find their way to see their way through go pray with those who need prayer because just because you be like oh wow she ain't talking about nothing i ain't been through well go help somebody because i want to talk to those who need help i want to talk to those who need their marriage strengthened i want to talk to those who's going to apply the teaching to what needs to be applied to some of these marriages need a tune-up hallelujah some of these marriages need a tune-up it's begins it's beginning to knock <laughs> it's beginning to leak oil your tires need to be rotated it's time to balance out those tires so that your marriage can drive smoothly it's time to have the transmission checked before your car throws a ride huh before your marriage throws a ride or you throw a spouse <laughs> so it's good to work on it workshop you take things to the shop to the shop because you need a fill-in you need a fill-in you need a fill-up whatever you need in that shop whether it's the nail shop whether it's the beauty shop whether it's the the, uh, the transmission shop whether it's the tire shop whether it's whatever shop you need your marriage fixed so i need y'all to go to acts chapter five i need y'all to go to acts chapter five one through eleven Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. But first, we're going to read Matthew chapter 5, 17 through 20, I believe it was. Yes.
So let's go to Matthew chapter 5 first. Matthew chapter 5, starting at the 17th verse. And then I'm going to give y'all point three. Point one, um, point one on this series of this workshop, point one was, how's my attitude? Point two was, am I the light? And point three is, are we righteous together or are we unrighteous separately yeah just like that just like that matthew chapter 5 at the 17th verse reads think not that i am come to destroy the law this is jesus speaking jesus said Jesus said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. 18 says, for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven but whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven for i say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and pharisees you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven now i know jesus was just like listen I don't care what y'all got going on. I don't care what the the Pharisees and the Sadducees got going on, but I'm gonna need you all to be righteous. I'm gonna need you all not to do what they're doing because I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill. He said, I did not come to destroy the law or the prophets. I came to fulfill. Now, and this instructed my spirit. So let me go ahead and read Revelations 22 right quick. I want y'all to I want y'all to understand something. Revelations 22 and 10 says this. Now let me go back. Let me go back up to verse. So Lord have mercy. Okay. Let me read Revelations 22. Because I see now I'm gonna have to read this whole thing right here. Revelation 22 verse 1 through I'm, let me just let me just put right here let me just let me because yeah i'm about to read straight through this so that y'all can understand what's going on and the blessings 
the truth of revelation and the distinction between the good and the evil so let me just try to get y'all to read that right quick so that you will all understand that god's word is god's word god's word is god's word and you just got to you're going to either do it or you're not going to do it you're going to learn it or you're not going to learn it you're going to teach it or you're not going to teach it you're going to know it or you're not going to know it but for those of you who just do not want to jesus says lead them right there where they are it's scripture revelations 22 starting at the first verse and it reads and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of god and of the lamb in the midst of the street of it and of either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there shall be no more curse but the throne of god and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads and there shall be no night there and they need no candle neither light of the sun for the lord god giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever verse 6 says and he said unto me these sayings are faithful and true and the lord god of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done verse 7 jesus said behold i come quickly blessed is he that continues to keep the sayings of the prophecy of this book john said and i john saw these things and heard them and when i had heard and seen and when i had heard he said and when i had heard and seen i fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things then saith he unto me see thou do it he said see thou do it not for i am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book worship god verse 10 says and he said unto me steal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand he that is unjust let him be unjust still and he which is filthy let him be filthy still and he that is righteous let him be righteous still and he that is holy let him be holy still because jesus said behold i come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be jesus said 
I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city for without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. 17 says this, Lord, help me in this place. 17 says this, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that continues to hear say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely freely it is given so freely we must give verse 18 says for I testify unto every man that continues to hear the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If y'all don't know what the plagues are, go back to the beginning and read the 10 plagues that came upon egypt that was sent from god when he sent moses to free the israelites from a bondage place from a hurtful place from a sinful place where they were committing idolatry they were committing evil works they were doing ta taskmasters hurting their workers making them into slaves Hear me when I'm talking to, I'm talking to marriages, not just the unbeliever, not just the sinner, not just the unrighteous, not just the unbeliever, but I'm talking to marriages, the Christian marriages, holy marriages, righteous marriages, unrighteous marriages, unholy marriages, unclean marriages, unbalanced marriages single folk, married folk, the widow folk, the poor folk. I'm speaking to everyone. I'm that angel that the Lord has sent to give the word of God from this book to his people. And I dare not to add my take on the word. I will give you my testimony. I will give you examples. I am the example but I won't take away the word and I won't add to the word. I give it the same way it is read. So those who have a, for those who have an ear, let them hear what thus saith the Lord in Jesus name, by Jesus word. Verse 19 says this, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city 
and from the things which are written in this book. And John went on to say that Jesus will continue to testify these things, saying, surely I come quickly. The grace of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So going back to Matthew chapter 5, 17 through 20, what you have to understand is this. Heaven is real and so is hell. Some people want to hear the truth and some people do not. But those who have an ear, let them hear what thus saith the Lord. Because you, every, every last one of us has a right to the tree of life. But every last one of us won't get to see the inside of the kingdom. Because if Isaiah says that hell enlarges herself daily, somebody got to go to hell. Satan is on this earth going to and fro, lurking, looking, seeking whom he may devour. Why? Because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And because marriages are not two, marriages is one. And Satan wants to drive those marriages apart. Because if you are walking together, if you are walking in unity, if you are walking and you are balanced, Satan's job is to bring you to become unbalanced. So now, what does all that mean? The expression, the law, and the prophets sometimes is used comprehensively for the entire Old Testament. It was not Christ's intention to abolish the Old Testament revelation, but rather to see it fulfilled in the lives of his followers. So you have to understand that the New Testament, Lord help me, the New Testament, the New Testament believers, because you know, you have those people that say, well, we ain't hazed with the Janie. Then you have to say, well, we ain't living in the Old Testament. We living in the New Testament. I ain't got to obey what's in the old. I ain't got to do what they did. I ain't got to act the way they act. I ain't got to let go the way they let go. I ain't got to do this and I ain't got to do that. But guess what? Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy. I came to fulfill. He said, I did not come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill. Fulfill the law fulfill the prophets because you have people that don't even acknowledge the old but jesus has always stated in his word from the beginning this is what the intentions of it was from the beginning this was the intentions of marriages from the beginning this was the intentions of nations from the beginning this was the intentions of what god wanted so God decided to send me, his only begotten son, to walk this earth to show you that you can live free and not bound. That you can live a good life and not always a bad life. 
you can have the tree of life but it is concerning your choices your decisions your direction your instructions so the new testament believers relationship to the law of god involves the following so let me help you out one the law that the believer is obligated to keep consists of the ethical and moral principles of the old testament so the old testament was about standards morals boundaries instructions discipline principles character integrity the law obeying the land of obeying the laws of the land not to run red lights not to kill people not to covet what somebody else has to, to obey your parents these were the laws that god gave to moses the ten commandments some people don't even just listen just to the ten commandments it's just ten things the man said that the, the man came to jesus said well lord i obey my parents i give to the poor i do this i do that so lord so jesus said then well i tell you what give everything that you have give it away give it to the poor and pick up your cross and follow me the man put his head down and walked away because the thing about it is he was willing to do whatever that needed to be done to be blessed but he wouldn't relieve, he wouldn't relinquish what he had and that's why jesus said it is better for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a righteous man to enter into the kingdom of god because we want to hold on to stuff that doesn't belong to us we want to take stuff that doesn't belong to us we want to kill and lie and cheat and murder commit adultery be unfaithful cheat our way through lie our way through manipulate and we talk about and i talked about lies and manipulation on yesterday so so one thing it, it said there are there there there's 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 some things there's let me see there's one two three four five six so there's a six things right here that they named what we why we won't obey and or or what we need that involves to have a relationship with the lord from the from 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 here again one the law that the believer is obligated or obliged to keep uh, keep consists of the ethical and moral principles of the old testament right so as well as the teachings of christ and the apostles these laws reveal god's moral nature and his will for the lives of his people and therefore still apply today the old testament laws that apply directly to the nation of israel such as the sacrificial the ceremonial social or civil laws are no longer binding and they are <laughs> the law listen these laws reveal god's moral nature and his will for lives of his people and therefore still apply today so the Old Testament laws that apply directly to the nation of Israel, we are still doing those. We're still ceremonial, marriages, burials, baptism, 
sacrifice. Your 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 soul belongs to the Lord. Social social and civil laws, the land of the law. The judge judge, you do a crime, you pay the price. And here today, some of them are no longer binding, but Jesus didn't destroy them. He came to fulfill them. Listen, the second thing, believers must not view the law as a system of legal commandments by which to obtain merit for forgiveness and salvation. Rather, the law must be seen as a moral code for those who already who, who are already in a saved relationship with God and who by obeying it express the life of Christ within themselves within themselves I know some of y'all like whoa listen the third thing is faith in Christ is the point of departure for the fulfilling of the law through faith in Christ God becomes our father Therefore, our obedience as believers is done not only out of a relationship to God as sovereign uh, lawgiver, but also out of a relationship of children to their father. Fourth thing, through faith in Christ, believers by God's grace and the indwelling Holy Spirit are given an inner compulsion and power to fulfill the law of God. We fulfill it by living according to the spirit the spirit helps us put to death the misdeeds of the body and to fulfill god's will external conformity to god's law must be accompanied by the inner transformation of our hearts and spirit five having been freed from sin's power and now being enslaved to god Believers follow the principle of faith by being under the law to Christ. In so doing, we fulfill the law of Christ and we thus faithful to the requirements of the law. And then six, Jesus empathetically, empathetically taught that doing the will of his heavenly father is an ongoing condition of entering the kingdom of heaven. So, of course, you have, those people say, well, you ain't got to do all that. It don't take all of that. All you need is this and all you need is that. Honey, listen, you better read the Bible for yourself from Genesis to Revelation. That's why in Revelation 22, it said if they want to be unjust, let them be unjust. If they want to be unholy, let them be unholy. If they want to be holy, let them be holy. You either going to, you either, it's either going to be yes or no, black or white right or wrong holy or unholy righteous or unrighteous a believer or an unbeliever you you got to make up your mind what you want you want a, a balanced marriage or you want an unbalanced marriage but you can't have both you, you can't have both so the position of believers in the kingdom of heaven will be determined by their attitude towards god's commandments Here's some examples by obeying and teaching them believers degree of faithfulness in this respect will determine their degree of glory in heaven. So therefore, as it says in verse 20, Matthew 520, for I, Jesus said, for I say unto you that except your righteousness 
shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So the righteousness of the scribes and the righteousness of the Pharisees was external only. They kept many, they kept many rules. Hold on. They kept many rules. They prayed lots. They praised, they fasted, read God's word, and attended worship services. But however, they substituted the outward service, they substituted the outward acts for the correct inner attitudes. Jesus said the righteousness that God requires of the believer is more. The heart and spirit, not only the outward deeds, must conform to God's will in faith and love. Listen, look at this. Hello, Brian. Look, look at this. And and more look look at this. Um look, look at this. Listen. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were guilty of sin of legalism. A legalistic substitute outward acts, rules, or words for proper inner attitudes that come from being born of God and the spirit. Such people honor God with their lips while their hearts are far from him. They appear righteous outwardly, but inwardly have no real love for God. Legalism does not refer to the mere existence of stated regulations for righteous living within motives. The motives by which the Christian approaches God's will as expressed in his word. Any motive for keeping commands on regulations that does not stem from living the holy, living, living faith in Christ, the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit, and the sincere desire to obey and please God is legalism. Even in this day of grace, Christians remain under the instruction, discipline, and duty of obeying Christ's teaching and his word. The New Testament speaks of the perfect law of liberty, the royal law, the law of Christ, and the law of the spirit. In God's word, we find one, a positive command, two, negative commands, three, basic principles, four, words spoken by spiritual leaders who have been given authority to rule in spiritual matters. So therefore, listen, Lord, help us, Jesus. Listen, so Jesus said, well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How about in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men, for laying aside the commandments of God 
you hold the traditions of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things you do. Jesus said, full well you reject the commandment of God. For Moses said, honor thy father and thy mother and whosoever father or mother, let him die to death. Listen, he said, for Moses says, honor thy father and thy mother and whoso and whoso curses father or mother let him be cursed to death but you say if a man shall say to his father or his mother it is corbin that is to say a gift by whatsoever you might as be profited by me he shall be free so right there jesus saying i hear what you're saying but i see your heart I see your works, but I see your heart, which leads us to, which leads us to Acts chapter five. And I'm about done right here because this is just right here is just a little bit. I need y'all to go back and read Mark chapter seven. That's, that's going to bless you. That's going to bless you right there within itself. Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. Now, what's the point? Here's your point. Point three. Ask yourself this question. Are we righteous? Are we righteous together or There you go. There you go right there. Let me, let me, point three. there boom that's something that you need to ask you y'all listen unbalanced are you unbalanced or are y'all unbalanced together do you want to be balanced do you want to be balanced 
do you want to be balanced? So are we righteous together or are we unrighteous separately? Acts chapter five. And I'm going to start at the first verse and I'm done. I, I, I will be done here in, in a short little minute. Okay. Listen, this is where husband and wife was punished together. And they weren't not just punished. They weren't just not rebuked, but they died together, but separately. Because the wife did not know what happened to the husband, but the wife, but the husband gave the wife some instructions and she went along with it, not realizing what was taking place. So hear what I'm saying. Are we righteous together? Or are we unrighteous separately? Because you may not die together. But sometimes you die separately. Without knowing what the other spouse has said or done. Or pulled you in to do. This is why you both can't be unbalanced. Somebody has to bring balance. Somebody has to bring righteousness. Somebody has to bring the right morals, the right standard, the right teaching. That's why Jesus said what he said. Listen. Look at this. This is what Jesus said in the message version of Matthew chapter 5, 17 through 20. Jesus says, don't suppose for a minute, don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. I am going to put it all together, pull it all together in a vast panorama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Trivialize, he says, trivialize even the smallest item in God's law and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously. Show the way for others and you will find honor in the kingdom unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living. You won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. You won't know the first thing about how to enter into the kingdom. You'll have no clue. And so many times, so husbands or wives, whomever the believer is, when you want to be married or you are married and you've been doing this thing wrong for so long, 
It's time to pull up. It's time to pull up. It's time for both of you to walk righteously together. But listen what, um, but listen what um, Ananias, listen to what Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira had gone through. Now, Acts chapter five, verse one. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse three, but Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan Why hath Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? So Peter asked Ananias, why did you allow Satan to enter your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? While it remained, was it not your own? So Peter was saying to Ananias, if this was your possession, if this was your land, if this was your property, why did you have to lie about what you were selling? Why did you have to allow Satan to enter your heart to cause you to lie and cause your wife to do the same thing? So again, verse four, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you conceived this thing? in your heart you have lied you thou has not lied unto men but unto god so first peter said you allow satan in your heart to lie to the holy ghost then peter turned around and said you ain't lied to the men but you lied you lied to god so then verse five says and ananias hearing these words listen ananias didn't even have a, a, an opportunity to uh, lord have mercy thank you Listen, some of you are not even going to have an opportunity to apologize or repent. When Jesus says, I come quickly, his word said, I'm going to be like a thief in the night. I'm going to come in a blink of an eye before you realize that, boom, I'm there. Some of us is not even going to have an opportunity to repent and ask for forgiveness. Because it's not that we have lied to men. We've lied to the Holy Ghost. We've lied to God. If that's our husband, if that's our wife, if that's our property, if those are our children, why do we have to lie? You don't have to lie if you own it. Lord have mercy. You don't have to lie if you own it. That's good right there. You don't have to lie. You don't have to lie. if you own it what do i mean by that too you don't have to lie if you own it own up to your mistake own up to your lie own up to your mishap own up to your struggle own up to what's been lost own up to the manipulation own up to it be truthful you don't have to lie if you own it natural or spiritual you don't have to lie craig <laughs> 
<laughs> listen, I, I knew throwing that line, I was going to be silly somewhere in this lesson. But listen, verse 5, Acts 5 and 5. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. I'm sure y'all heard the scripture, open rebuke so that others may fear. Sometimes you got to ch uh, chastise people in front of people. Sometimes they must be called out so that people can so that people can see the consequences of their actions. People can see the consequences of their sin. That's what testimony is all about. For some of us, man, don't do that. Because see, when I did that, this is what happened to me. Man, don't do that. They're going to listen. You what you do in secret going to be brought out on the housetop. What's in the dark comes to light. It's our job to teach those the word of God. Lord have mercy. It's those that teach people the word of God. I do. Let me. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on. Y'all, I apologize. I usually do my lives for um, 12 to 1.30. So it's 3 o'clock. And, you know, I usually get some, some 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 calls during this time with someone. But anyway, but listen. So let me hurry up and go through because it's 302 and I need I got I got 15 minutes. Listen, so verse six says, and the young men arose, gathered them up, carried them out, and buried him. Here's verse seven. And it was about the space of three hours after. Now, all that's taking place. Now, three hours has gone by. Three hours has gone by when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. <laughs> Sometimes God will give you an opportunity to make it right. You don't have to lie. Don't cover up somebody's lie. Don't agree with somebody's lie. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous together. But don't be unrighteous separately. If you're righteous together, then you won't allow Satan to enter your heart. If you are righteous together, you won't allow for better, for worse. If you're doing right together for the better, then go worse through together and still do right. No matter what the situation is worse, no matter what the circumstance is worse, no matter how your finances is worse, because it goes from bad to worse. Listen. And Peter answered up to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together? That's my ride or die. That's my backbone. That's my boo. That's my bae. That's what we do. That's my boo. That's what we do. <laughs> How is it that you have agreed together to do wrong? 
How is it? To tempt the spirit of the Lord. Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door and shall carry you out. And she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. When you hear something that should cause you not to do wrong, a bank just been robbed. They were shot dead on sight. And then what do you do a week later? You go rob the same bank as if you're not going to be killed, if you're not going to get caught, as if you're not going to be caught doing something wrong. <laughs> These bad things are supposed to be examples of what not to do. We're supposed to learn from bad things that we hear. We're supposed to turn away from the wickedness that we hear. We're supposed to walk in righteousness together as husband and wife. But if we're unrighteous separately, who's leading who? Listen, Jesus said the blind can't lead the blind or you both going to fall into a ditch or you both going to fall dead and be carried out and be buried next to each other. Verse 12 says, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, period. So are you righteous together or are we unrighteous separately? If you're unbalanced, you need to be balanced. If one is doing wrong, you got them to do right. Got to get them to do right. If your wife is doing wrong, you got to encourage her to do right. If your husband is doing wrong, you got to encourage him to do right. Y'all are together. Jesus said, when you are married, you are no longer two. You are one. How can two walk together unless they agree? But you can't agree in unrighteousness. You must agree together for the good of God, for the grace of God, for the kingdom of God, for kingdom's sake, for namesake. If you both want to enter into, into the kingdom of heaven, you got to walk together and be on the same accord, to be on one accord. You got to be righteous. You got to be living a, 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 a holy lifestyle, a righteous lifestyle, even if you don't even know God, even if you're not a Christian. It's morals. It's self-respect. It's right or wrong. It's the basic principles of law. And when y'all saw that, when y'all saw the flyer that I did, I have husband and wife unbalanced. And in the middle of that, I have the law, the Bible, the 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 the, the gap, the gaffle. Because we all have to stand before the Lord. We all have to stand before the Lord. We all listen. We all going to be standing at the seat of Jesus and we're all going to be judged. Hus listen, husband, wives, you're going to be judged together. 
if you're walking together. But if you're walking separately, you're going to be judged separately. Why? Because in a tree of life, the book of the prophecy, I mean, the prophecy of the book, the, the law, the book of the law, because the word says to obey his commandments. And it says even if you even obey the least of commandments, his statutes, his judgments, his, 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 his statutes, his judgments, his commandments, and the law. You're going to be judged according to your work. Your works don't get you into heaven. Show me your work. I'll show you my faith. I'll show you my faith through my work. I myself want to make it into heaven. I don't want to scarcely make it in. I want to make it in. But just by chance, I'm, if I scarcely got to get it in, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Because Lord knows it was a struggle living right. It's a struggle holding on. It's a struggle trying to obey and listen and follow and do. Why is that? Because it is so easy to sin. And it is so hard to live right. It is so easy to sin. And it's so hard to live right. But that's why the scripture says. Because you endured until the end you persevered you had patience you counted it all joy when you found it when you fell into diverse temptations and that's the thing so listen this was good it was good to me and i pray that it was good to you and i thank you all for listening i thank you all for listening go back and watch the introduction of this and then watch day one, day two, day three, day four. Um, now, I have an appointment tomorrow at nine, which is Friday. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure when I'll be getting out. But um, tomorrow I have to play it by ear because I just don't know when I'm going to get out of this appointment. I have to play it by ear. I, I have to play it by ear. So, you know, because I have to play it by ear, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I can't give you a time. Bless you, Evangelist Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you, woman of God, for, for tuning in. And thank you for um, following me as I follow the Lord. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Lord knows I appreciate it. And I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that God will continue to strengthen you. I pray that God answers every prayer that you have um, that's out there that's before him. Amen. I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray with you. I'm praying for you. Amen. So listen, God, I bless your name, God. I bless your holy name, Lord God, because you're Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. God, I thank you for the word that came forth on today. Lord God, I thank you for your 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 love and your grace and your mercy. Lord God, thank you for those who is watching publicly. Thank you for those who are watching privately, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord God, continue to allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy settle, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for the teaching. I thank you for the training. I thank you for trial and error, God. I thank you for allowing me to see the errors of my ways. God, I thank you for repentance. God, I 
thank you for restoration. God, I thank you for salvation. God, I thank you for allowing me to surrender my, my all and my will to you because I want your will to be done in my life, Lord God. I thank you, God, because I want you to get the glory out of my story. I want you to get the glory out of their story, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray for every marriage. God, I pray for every marriage near and far that is struggling, that needs help, that needs deliverance, that needs salvation, that needs healing. God, I pray for the husband. God, I pray for the wife that they will recognize where they are as individuals so you can recognize where they are as a whole. So God completely make them whole. God, they want to be made whole in Jesus' name. Some of them are sitting at the pool of Bethesda and they don't know how to just get up and go put themselves in because people that say in front of them and people that are around them. But God, I ask you on today that you will pave the way for them to get in when the waters begin to trouble God. Oh my God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, these husbands are hurting. These wives are going through. So God, I pray that you allow, that you will give them uh, 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 and that you will regulate their mind. Oh God, that you will regulate their mind and be a heart fixer. God created them a clean heart and renew the right spirit within them, God. But God, you know the intentions of their heart. You know their motives. You know their agendas, Lord God. So God, so as you pass all of that, let them ask, what must I do to be saved? Let them ask, what must I do to be that wife? Let them ask, what must I do to be that husband? Let them ask what I must do to heal my marriage in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them ask, Lord God. Open up a door for them, God. Open up a way for them, Lord God. Show them where to go. Show them how to get there. Bring somebody into their life that will allow them to walk through what they need to walk through, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, I thank you. I thank you for this day because this is the day that you have made. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. And, God, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for saving me and cleaning me up and renewing the right spirit within me and purging and cleansing my heart for my husband so that I'm able to be what he needs and he's able to be what I desire and we'll work together and we, if we become unbalanced. Bring us back to being balanced, God in the mighty name of jesus so god i thank you i love you i bless your name and i glorify you and in the, the father son and the holy ghost in jesus name i pray we pray and we all say amen 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 thank you all for tuning in go back and watch the replay the replay go back and watch the replay for those who are tuned in late i promise you it will bless you it will encourage you you have any questions you can inbox me you need any help you can inbox me if you have my number you can text me and ask if we can have a conversation and i will try my best to help i will try my best to give you what you are wanting for whatever it is that you need amen because God knows what your heart needs. God knows what your mind needs. God knows what your marriage needs. Amen. And if he's able to use me to help you, I'm willing to be that willing vessel. Because as he continues to pour into me, 
I don't mind pouring it out into you. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all on today. Continue to read your word. Go back and restudy those scriptures that I gave you. Go back and read Ananias and Sapphira for yourself. Go back and read Matthew chapter five for yourself. Because if you want to be blessed, you can be blessed. It was not God's intentions for us to be cursed and stay cursed. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you and God loves you more. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Amen. Amen. And thank you all again for tuning in to Your Scale is Unbalanced. Are we righteous together or are we unrighteous separately? Amen. Amen.